Do you belong to a church or a cult? Is it possible to be a part of a church or business that has cult-like tendencies? Join me as we expose the cult-like mentality. Hey guys, it's Rebecca Price, and we are back with more of exposing the cult-like mentality or mindset. And I'm gonna completely shift gears today, and I'm going to talk to a person who may be a victim, to someone who may be listening to this podcast and has been listening to these episodes and has been doing their research if they want to do their own research, and all of a sudden, they feel like, oh no, I see this in my church. I see this and I'm really concerned. I'm starting to see a lot of red flags. A lot of boxes are being ticked for me. You know, warning signs are going off. And I really believe I may be in a cult-like environment. What do I do now? Let's talk about that. All right. So this is just my, this is my advice. These are my suggestions. Personally, as someone who has been through this, um, I, this is just what I recommend. Okay. First of all, you always want to be in prayer. You know, if you start seeing signs and you start seeing things, a great thing to do would be to write them down. Um, a great, but always take these to the Lord and, and the Lord will confirm things a hundred percent, you know, and you know, if you, if you don't feel like you have a lot of discernment, asking God for wisdom and discernment, asking him to show you these things, say, God, I want to serve you. And I, I want to be, you know, in an environment that is godly and that is, is building the kingdom of God. So tell me if I'm not, you know, show me things and God will reveal these things to you. So write them down, whatever it is, um, you know, and, and take them to the Lord. But if you are noticing these things, if you're noticing these red flags, this is my advice to you. All right. So the number one most important thing that you need to do is you need to get out. You need to get out immediately. You don't need to waste time. And I'm going to tell you why. If you're a congregation member and you notice all of these things, get out, leave, don't go back because First of all, it's a toxic environment, it's an abusive environment, it's an unhealthy environment, it's an environment you don't need to be in. Now, I understand it's easier said than done, and we're going to talk about some of the hardships that come with this, but trust me, your health is on the line, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, your health is on the line. And this is a serious thing. So the most important thing for you is to get out. And the reason you need to do it immediately and you don't need to wait is the longer that you wait, you know, to do it, you're going to go back and forth in your mind. You may talk yourself out of it and definitely don't tell people you're thinking about moving on and then do a gap of time because people, other people are going to come try and talk you out of it. And, you know, depending on what the situation is, it needs to be done immediately. If you are a staff member, um, leave immediately. Do not give a notice. I'm someone, I know this is going to sound shocking, but I'm someone who always gives a notice. I believe in that. I believe that's just respectful. Um, but in a situation like this, this is a very dangerous group of people and a dangerous leader that you're dealing with. Do not give a notice. You leave immediately. I, I wouldn't even do it face to face. If you're a staff member, send them a letter. Send them a letter of resignation and just say, hey, you know, I resign. It's, and you do not have to explain yourself. You do not have to give a reason. Do not feel like you have to explain yourself. Because let me tell you, they're going to make you, they're going to, you know, depending on how they react. But, you know, a lot of times, especially if you're a staff member, 
the the person uh, the leader will a lot of times be act in anger. They will they can lash out at you. They can say ugly things. They can try to pick a fight, but they're going to want an explanation because a they're either going to try to talk you out of it and convince you to stay, or they're going to try to humiliate you. They want to make you feel terrible. They want to lash out at you in anger. You don't owe them an explanation. And trust me on this. It doesn't matter how peaceful of a person that you are. You can be a kind and peaceful person, they don't care. You can leave the right way, but that doesn't mean that they're gonna let you leave without treating you like dirt first, or lying about you, or telling people things, or trying to smear your character, or whatever it is. So the the least amount of information that you give them possible, the better. So if, you need, if you're a staff member and you need to just send them a letter, and you don't even have to see them and just say, hey, thank you so much for everything you guys have done for me, but it's just time for me to move on. And uh, the Lord told me to move on, and that's what I'm doing, and sign it and date it, boom, there it is. You're gonna have people reach out to you. You're gonna have people call you. You're, you know, the leader is gonna call you. What is this? I, I thought you knew me better than this. You need to come talk to me personally. You, need to, you don't have to, and I don't recommend it. I don't recommend it because you know, if you decide that you're going to be nice and do the right thing and give a notice, that just gives them more time to mistreat you. That gives you more time to doubt your decision when it needs to be done immediately. Okay. So especially if you're a staff member, as I know, I know you're, you're saying, well, but they won't have time to find somebody and they, but understand you're dealing with an unhealthy organization and you're dealing with an unhealthy group of people. And the most important thing for you is for you, for your mind and your heart and your spirit, you need to get out. All right. Now, when you get out, you need to be prepared for the um the effects of you leaving now people may you may have the cutoff i'm going to talk about the cutoff a lot of times and i've said this before when you leave a group like that you're going to be cut off you're going to be shunned you're going to be considered an enemy because remember the us versus them mentality now you're no longer a part of their special ministry you're no longer a part of that so people aren't going to speak to you anymore and trust me when I tell you it's going to be the people, the people that you think have your back, the people that you think are your friends are going to be the very ones that will treat you like dirt and will not speak to you. They will not talk to you, most likely. Not always, okay? Not always in every situation, but most likely it's going to be the people that you don't expect. Um, there may be some that reach out to you and, and ask you and say, hey, you know, why, are, why did you leave all of a sudden? Why did you do that? You know? And I say, what I say is to caution, use caution and wisdom in how you respond. Uh, I honestly wouldn't spill everything and go into all the details. I really wouldn't. Um, I would just say, you know, the Lord just told me to move on. Use caution and wisdom with who you tell what. Because remember, a lot of times people in this group are still under this, this, you know, this spiritual brainwash of, you know, the, and if you say things that are bad about the ministry or you say things that are bad about leadership or, you know, a lot of times they won't receive it anyway. It, they're going to be in denial about it. Um, so you've got to use caution in what you say. I do not recommend immediately, uh, you know, bashing the leader or doing what I don't, I don't recommend doing any of that. Now, here's what I will say. If you experience something like sexual abuse, physical assault, you need to go directly to the police. You get out and you go to the police. I'm not saying to sit on that stuff. If you suffered some serious abuse while being there, like you were sexually molested 
or you were you were raped, you were physically assaulted, whatever like that, take it to the police. You go immediately because that is a dangerous place that most definitely needs to be shut down. Okay, so I'm not telling you to sit on any of that. You go to the police about that. All right. If it's more one of these things where you experience the manipulation, you know, maybe the the verbal bullying and things like that. All right. I'm telling you that you need to get out and separate yourself from that place. And it the the less contact you have is most likely the best decision because you're going to have people that are going to try to unless you just absolutely know you're leaving and you're not going back, people are going to want you to come back, we're going to want you to visit. Some people are. The majority of the people if they know you've made up your mind and you're definitely gone, you they won't speak to you anymore. You you could possibly lose every single friend that you've made, every single person in there. Um, because again, their mindset is 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 oh, you can't leave them. Once you leave the ministry, you have just gone. You you've gone so um, off kilter, and you're in sin, and you're going down this horrible road. And oh my gosh, and you're a traitor, and you're an enemy. That is that is the brainwashed mindset that you're dealing with. All right. So, but you need to be cut. You need to be prepared with questions. People are going to ask you a lot of questions, and again, you don't owe an explanation to anyone. All right. Now, when this stuff happens, when you do experience the cutoff, for me personally, um, like I said, for me, it, it wasn't. It was. It was really hard because the ones there was a handful of people that did not, and I'm. I mean, maybe maybe three people, four people that still spoke to me um, and, and reached out to me and were kind to me. And they kind of, you know, they, they wanted to know um, how I was doing and things like that, you know. And there were actually some people, interestingly enough, in the experience that I had um, with that particular ministry, they, they actually reached out to me and said and could, could tell that things weren't done right, something wasn't done right, you know. Um, that kind of a thing. I didn't realize how malicious it had actually gotten against me and against the, my character until after I left and I found out a bunch of lies and a bunch of things that were told about me that were 100% not true. And um, that, oh, I just can't even. But, but for me, the hard part was is the people that I was closest to, the ones that I thought had my back, that were family, that were best friends, those were the ones that cut me off and just didn't want anything to do with me anymore. And, um, and it's very, very hard when that happens, but you need to be prepared for that. You, need, you honestly need to be prepared for that. It can be a shock to your system at first. And we're going to talk about some of the emotions that you'll process after going through this. Um, and here's what I want to say. Some of you, you know, some of you may be like, well, I'm, I'm angry and when I leave, I'm going to expose them and expose what they're doing and I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that and I'm going to go after this. Well, here's what I'm going to tell you. Unless you have proof uh, that you can use in a court of law, like you have hardcore proof of everything that happened and everything that you're getting ready to expose, I don't recommend doing that because they will come after you legally and they will claim that you that you slandered them and all of this stuff. So to protect yourself, I would not do that. Now, if you have legal proof uh, of of things that have gone on, if this if you know that this ministry had misused finances or stolen things, or you you know of you have proof of abuse and things like that, and you want to take that step, that's up to you. Um, I leave that in your hands. 
But um, but if you don't have proof of anything that happens and you just have a lot of anger and emotions from it, uh, don't go after them. Okay. Uh, if you do, if you do decide to do a podcast like me, make sure that you you can talk about your experience, which I think is important. I do think it is important when you're ready to talk about your experience and to put it out there. And you can do that without using names, without pointing, without you know calling names or anything like that. You can talk about it freely. Um, you just got to be just be careful, right? So let's talk about. Uh, some of the emotions that are going to come with this because you're literally going to experience um, and, and, and this is going to sound kind of kind of dark a little bit and, and I'm not saying any of this to scare you. I'm trying to prepare you. This These are some things that you may experience when you leave depending on how long you've been there. Like I said, if it's someone who's been there for 15-20 years, um, it's going to be yeah, it's going to be a, a slap in the face. And I'm trying to help prepare you for that if you experience any of these things. You may not experience all of them. You may experience some of them. Let's talk about some stages you're going to go through. You're going to go through some, to, you, you might go through some denial, okay? You might be in denial for, for a little bit like, oh no, you know, that, that didn't that didn't happen. They didn't treat me that way. He didn't say that to me. And, and you may go through your head and and go back and, and, you know, questioning your decision on whether it was right to leave. I knew when I left that it was time and I had to get out. I didn't question. I knew 100% it was the right thing. Um, so I didn't necessarily go through denial, but some people do. Some people start denying and, wow, this didn't happen. They really didn't do this. This, isn't, this didn't, you know, um, this didn't happen or whatever. Um, also, you could experience some hurt or some sadness. You know, you may cry. It may deeply hurt you because when you, you know, there's an expectation of what, of what the children of God are supposed to act like. And this is what is probably the biggest letdown for people and why people leave the church. Um, because when they experience trauma from people or, or, or people that claim to be children of God and that claim to have the character and attributes of God, and you get treated like that by people, um, it is a huge, huge letdown and disappointment, and it, it can cause some, some wounds, some heartbreak. It can cause some, some wounds, but the Bible says that God is close to the brokenhearted, and, and you know, he will heal you. He will bring healing for that, but it's going to be, it might be hard at first. You know, I'm not going to say that it's definitely going to be because everybody experiences things differently, but, um, there could possibly be just, you could cry a lot just for a while, really almost be in awe of like, of how they could do that to you and understand. And this is something that is huge. And I, I said this in one of my other podcasts, I'm going to reiterate it now. And I want you to understand God did not do this to you. God did not do this to you. Do not leave God. Do not leave Jesus. Do not turn your back on God because God did not do this to you. This is the enemy. All right. Remember this, the, the leader, the cult like leader and the cult like group, they mimic the character of Satan. They don't mimic God's character. The leader does not mimic the character of God. Okay. He's God is not manipulative. God is not abusive. He is not hateful or cruel. He is not, uh, God is not selfish. All right. All of these are characteristics of the leader. God is not narcissistic. Okay. God doesn't just use people you know, and throw them away. That's not who God is. So God did not do this to you. You know, it's okay to go to God and be like, you know, oh, I'm, I'm, and 
Take your emotions, process them with God, tell God, and I'm going to talk about that in a minute, but tell him what you feel and tell him God knows what happened, but I want you to draw towards God and not pull away from him. Understand if, and like I said before, if you, if after you get out of this and you're processing things and you're processing, you know, your pain and you're processing just all the ridiculous things that have happened, um, Understand, if you want to take a break from church for a while, I get it, 100%. Um, but don't turn your back on God and don't leave him because God is faithful. Man is unfaithful, but God is faithful. And man changes, but God does not change, okay? So there may be just some hurt, some heartbreak. Um, you, you might even, uh, some depression, you know, you might even have a spirit of depression that tries to come at you and you stand and you renounce that spirit of depression. So you will not have access to me in Jesus name. Um, you know, anger, this is probably the biggest one. Um, the way that I dealt with it, uh, or, or the, the things, the emotions that I probably dealt with the most, I was really, I was really hurt at first. And it was because of some of the people that didn't speak to me anymore, uh, you know. And and once once I started processing that I was actually a part of more of a cult than a church, things started to click and make sense. And and then I started to realize, oh, that's why they did that. That's why they acted like that. That's why this happened, right? Um, but I dealt with a lot of hurt in the beginning. And that I had to take to the Lord and, and cried a lot. But the but I probably dealt with more anger than anything. You will you may be angry. I know I'm saying you will, but I'm not gonna say that because everybody's different. You may get angry because you may come to the realization of what they've done and how awful it is, and you may come to the realization of just how much, you know, abuse that you endured and how much you've tolerated that you put up with or that you didn't realize that you were tolerating at the time. And that can be hard because you're, you know, you may have these memories coming forward and you're like, oh my gosh, like, why did I put up with this? Why did I tolerate this? Why did I stay? Why? You know, and you may, you may go through all these questions in your mind and then, you know, it turns into this anger of, God, why are they even allowed to be there? You know, why, why is this place still, you know, being allowed to function and these people are still harming other people. And why does this, why is this even allowed to happen? Um, and you may even have revelation. You may even have some re revelation of things that you thought were okay. And then you're like, oh my gosh, that was abuse. And I didn't realize it was, oh my gosh, no, this wasn't okay. There's a lot of emotions that you're going to have to work through and process. Um, and it doesn't mean that God can't heal all of that immediately. Absolutely he can. I know for me, for me personally, God has healed me. It has just been a process. It's like he's, it's almost like he's healed certain parts in, in certain times and stages. And, um, and the reason I say take it to God, because here's the thing, uh, and this is, is hard. It is, is definitely hard, but God does call us to forgive. He says to forgive your enemies, forgive those, you know, um, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you, right? And so, you know, eventually you need to, well, you need to forgive them 
And that can be very hard at first. And sometimes you got to go to God and ask him, say, God, please help me. Please help me right now because I, I am hurt and I'm upset and I don't want to forgive them. But Holy Spirit, help me because I know that's who you called me to be. And one of the best prayers to pray for them is you pray for their repentance because that's what needs to happen is the people need to repent. The people that are running the thing need to repent. The people that are involved, their eyes need to be opened. Um, I've prayed for that before for certain uh, people that I know that are that have been involved in cult-like ministries before. I'm like, God, open their eyes. Freedom in Jesus' name. Let them break free. And I have seen people break free. I have seen people leave and break free and start to see the abuses and see the things that happen. And they're like, oh, we're out. We can't do this anymore. I have seen that happen. You know, so praying for the members that their eyes are opened to the truth, that they have discernment, praying for the leader, that they repent the leadership, if it's more than one, it's not, you know, if it's, if it's the whole leadership, if it's half of it, whatever, praying for them that they repent because if they don't repent, that's not going to be good. That the, the, it's not going to end well for them, you know, especially being in a place of leadership, it's not going to end well for them. And, uh, and they're fooling themselves if they think that they can operate like this and then stand before God one day and act like nothing happened and act like, oh, well, you know, it was all them. We were the victims, you know, blah, 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 blah. And God's like, that's just, that's serious business. Cry out to God. You know, if, if you're angry and frustrated about it, you cry out to God. You know, pray for their repentance, but cry out to God. Tell him, say, God, I'm so upset. You know, sheep, sheep are getting uh, slaughtered in this place and abuses are happening and so the reason I say to take it to God and to cry out to him is because there, there are places in the Bible. There's one place in the New Testament where it talks about the persistent widow. And I believe, you know what? Let me, I want to look that up. I want to go ahead and look that up. Give me a second. I, I should have had it pulled up um, anyway. But I believe the widow goes to the judge. Yes, so this is in... Um, Luke 18, it's called the parable of the persistent widow. I'm going to read this to you real quick. And he told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. He said, in a certain city, there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man. So this isn't a godly judge, keep in mind. And there was a widow in the city who kept coming to him and saying, give me justice against my adversary. For a while he refused, but afterwards he said to himself, Though I neither fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice so that she will not beat me down by her continual coming. And the Lord said, Hear what the unrighteous judge says, and will not God give justice to his elect who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? He, right here is an example of a persistent widow who was persistently stating her case before an unrighteous judge. And the unrighteous judge was like, I just want to, I just want her to go away. She won't leave me alone about it. I'll just, I'll give her justice. That's fine. God's saying, how much more my children crying to me day and night, cry out to God about this ministry. Bring it before him. He sees it. And he cares about what you have to say. Bring it before him and say, God, I'm, I'm concerned because look, you know what's happening here. You see what's happening here. You see that sheep are getting abused. You see um, that, that people are getting manipulated. You see that staff are getting abused. You see that leadership um, are, you know, maybe some leadership are getting abused or they're the abusers or whatever. You see what's happening here, God, and, and, and deal with it in Jesus' name, you know. And go to God as because God is a righteous judge. He's all righteous. He's a perfect judge. 
Go before him. And God's like, you don't think I'll give justice to my elect that are crying to me? Day and night, he's like, and the first verse said, they ought always to pray and not lose heart. Boy, this is speaking to me today. Um, so take your case before the Lord. There's also an instance uh, that I think is, is fascinating to me. This stuck out to me in Genesis 18. This is when God and his two messengers come and visit Abraham. And Abraham gives them food. And, you know, that's where they tell Sarah she's going to have her baby, even though Sarah laughs and all this stuff. So then... After everything is done, let me read you these verses. It says, And then the men set out from there, and they looked down towards Sodom. And Abraham went with them to set them on their way. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I'm about to do, seeing that Abraham will surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him? Um, and then let's skip down. And in verse 20 it says, Then the Lord said, Because the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great and their sin is very grave, I will go down to see whether they have done altogether according to the outcry that has come to me. And if not, I will know. That to me says a lot. God heard the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah because their sin was great. Um, uh, that their outcry was great, excuse me, and their sin was very grave. God hears the cries of his people. And God ended up destroying these two cities simply because people cried out and God heard them. And he heard them and God's like, I'm going to go see what's going on. And God knows what was going on. Absolutely he did. Absolutely God already knew, you know, the, what was going on. But he's like, I want to see it for myself. I want to go down there. I'm going to well, investigate. I'm going to send my messengers down there and they're going to give me a report. You know, so think about that. Think about how important it is. So when I tell you, take your emotions, take everything to the Lord, bring it before him and tell him how upset you are and tell him what's going on and tell him like, God, please ask him. God says, ask, knock and the door shall be open unto you. Ask, go to him and ask God justice for this justice, you know? And again, praying for their repentance, praying for them to turn around. Because the judgment that's going to come on a ministry like that and on leadership like that that does not repent and does not get straight is going to be severe. But understand, when God says, vengeance is mine, you know, it's going to be on his time and in his, way, in his time, his way. He handles it. And that can be very hard sometimes because sometimes you want to lash out and you want to go after people and you want to you want to go back and you want to get in their face and how dare you, blah, 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 blah. and you never know maybe there is a time where you do go back and you address people and you address members but I encourage you let God handle it and let God deal with it. The most important thing that you can do is come out and speak about your experience and speak about things because remember you're dealing with a lot of times when you're dealing with a cult. You are dealing with a leader that is extremely narcissistic, highly intelligent, you know, and they're very prideful. They are a bully. They are um, an excellent manipulator. And when you're dealing with someone like that, you know, again, we think of cult leaders as these, you know, crazy people with wild hair that are, that are out in a van in the desert, you know, surrounded by a bunch of women, you know, that's what we think of. 
But there's a lot of people that are operating cult-like ministries and businesses today that actually look pretty sharp and they have great personalities and they're great speakers and they, and they come off really well or whatever. And unless you have the discernment of the spirit of God, you're not going to be able to, you know, they may have great first impressions. And so you may try to go and reveal, you know, what, what this is to people. And they're just going to look at you like him, her, not them. Oh, they're great people. They're this, they're that. Because a lot of times they're really great at presenting one image to the public and another one in private. So to the public, they're presenting this perfect image, this great image, how great they are. But the people behind closed doors, the people every day are the ones that are experiencing the character, the fruit of that person's character. And if the person's character is rotten, they're eating rotten fruit. They're the ones that are eating rotten fruit and experiencing death you know, in them and around them all the time. And that's not always evident to the public unless, you know, someone comes out and speaks out and says something. So that's why I say when you're processing your emotions and stuff, you, you've got to have some self-control and you've got to and give yourself time to get away because let's say you're someone that didn't realize that you were, you know, you were dealing with all of these things and, you know, your mind is going to need a break. Your mind is going to need a break. And if you're not careful and you don't take time to heal and you don't take time to really to really be alone with the Lord and pray and maybe get around people that have been through this or you may jump right back into another situation. You may jump right back into another one. And again, that actually happened to me. I got out of one and walked right back into one. But thank the Lord, I was out of that one within a month. Um because I started, the, the Holy Spirit's just good, you know. But it, it's funny because they say similar things about marriage, not to get off topic. But, like, if you dated a really toxic person or you were married to a toxic person for a long time, heal before you get in another relationship. Because if not, you'll go right back into the same mess. So you're going to need space and time to process how you feel, to, to grow in the Lord, and to rest. You know, you're going you're gonna to start to... You're going to start when you get out of that environment. At first, it may feel like, it didn't feel like this to me, but I do understand like some people may feel like, what do I do? Where do I go? What do I do? You Because you've been so connected and probably driven like a workhorse to the point of exhaustion. Um, you're, you're, you leave and you're like, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, and you just, you immediately just want to go get, get, do something, get plugged in. But the truth is you need to embrace rest, embrace rest the rest that comes with it embrace you know the yeah embrace the rest and embrace not having to deal with someone lording over you controlling you manipulating you constantly trying to twist your mind into knots and trying to twist twist your words and do things to you you need a break your body your mind your soul your spirit needs a break and i encourage you to rest to rest from that, okay? Um, I'm going to continue this in another podcast episode. I want to try to keep these around 30 minutes a piece, uh, but um, we're going to continue talking about, about this, that if you're someone who is going through this or has gone through this or you may, you may, um, you may be thinking, I got to get out of where I am because of what's going on, uh, this, is, this is for you. And we're going to continue talking more. And I'll also... In the next podcast, I'm going to talk about what happens 
eventually what happens to the people that to these groups to to and what's happening hey guys thanks for listening today if you enjoyed today's podcast episode please hit the follow button also you can find me on facebook as pastor rebecca price or on x as rebecca price Thanks again for listening and stay tuned to more episodes that can help reanimate your life.